Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Nikki. Hi, good evening. Good evening, everyone. My name is Mickey, and I am a compulsive overeater. I'd like to thank Andrea. Thank you very much indeed for asking me to share this evening. It is an honor uh, to uh, do sharing in OA. This is my home group. I love this meeting, um, and uh, you know, and I want to welcome all of our newcomers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And our birthday person, our chip taker and birthday person, congratulations. It's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. I am a very enthusiastic member of Overeaters Anonymous. (laughs) That is kind of how I roll today. I am very enthusiastic and excited and happy about Overeaters Anonymous, and you, I think you hear me singing happy birthday. I kind of start that at this meeting, because I was told by Leslie I need to do that. So I'm going to do that. So, you know, I do that. But life, stuff was not this way for me generally. You know, where I am in my disease, like, uh, I am a mess in my disease. Well, I mean, I think obviously, I think that's true for most of us, right? But I am a complete misery in the disease. I do not get it. I don't understand life, and I definitely don't understand food. I don't understand all kinds of things. And I think whatever it was with me, uh, you know, I was born in a small town in Northern Ireland, and uh, I don't know what it was, but from a very early part in my life, I just found that, um, you know, things were kind of too painful for me, and I just needed to uh, medicate, and I needed to do that right away. Uh, My very first memory as a child, one of my earliest memories, was that I was a good little boy. And my mommy gave me two British copper pennies. This is an old story in my hotel. Two British copper pennies. And what did I do with that? Did I put it in the little piggy bank? Or did I take it up to the post office and put it in the little savings book that they would do for people? No, I did not. I immediately went to the candy shop and I bought 12 little chewy bars. And I had little younger, you know, siblings. Did I share it with them? Oh, God, no. They weren't going to get any bloody bit of it. You know, I ate it all. And I remember being pissed off the following week uh, when I got another two pennies. And now inflation had set in and I only got six chewy bars. Right? (laughs) And this was like when I was four years old. Who remembers that stuff? You know? And so... uh, you know, as I, as I grew up, you know, I had an aunt of mine that helped me in school. We do this test, or we did this test when we were 11, and she helped me to do it, and I passed the test. So I thought, you know, my parents would reward me, uh, you know, because I had worked hard. But again, my perceptions are not normal. 
I don't view things in a normal way, what most people would say. I don't go that way. Um, so they sent me to boarding school. Now, most people would say, oh, it's not nice. You know, you're 11 years old and you're being sent to boarding school. That's kind of like it's a big deal, right? No. No, 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 no. I immediately took it the other way, the negative way. The way I took it was, your mommy and daddy don't love you anymore. And they have thrown you away to this boarding school. Now, where did I come up with that idea, right? But again, my perceptions of life are completely off. And these are my perceptions that brought me into disease and disease kind of activity. So my high school was a complete blur. Was a complete blur. I have very, very limited memories. I'll tell you why. Because food just sedates me. It helped to sedate my pain. And I thought my parents didn't love me. I asked them to take me out, and they would not. And so I believed they did not love me. I believed it with all my heart, right? Now, uh, and then I heard someone say to me that, well, you're stupid. You must be stupid, right? Now, normal people would say, well, you know, that they're just saying that kids say this stuff, right? Okay, you don't mean anything by it. Now, but again, we're not talking with normal perceptions here. My perceptions are completely off and completely wrong. Therefore, because you said it to me, I obviously must be stupid. Now, uh, I am in boarding school, I am binging, and now I am going to fail every single exam I possibly can get. I am going to fail. And I go to point of F, you know, fail everything, fail everything, you know, and, uh, but, you know, uh, yet later on, I was like, how am I going to get through this? You know, because I realized there's going to be a life after this. But I've been told I was stupid. What can I do? So, my methods of dealing with life were copying, cheating, and failing. Copying every test I could, copying other people's homework, cheating on every single exam that I could, and failing on tons of subjects, right? A complete mess. Uh, it was a complete blur. I wasn't into sports. I thought it was no good at sports. All that stuff it was completely a dark, miserable time. Uh, you know, and then growing up in Northern Ireland also, we had these little things known as the Troubles, right? They were blowing bombs and all that kind of stuff, right? You know, and that was kind of on most people's minds. I could care less about that. I didn't care about it. All I cared about was my next fix, you know? Where would I get the next meal? Where would I get the next candy? You know, did I have to go back to that awful place again? Yes, I did. How was I going to deal with it? I was going to eat again over it, right? How was I going to get through all my tests? I was going to cheat on them again. I was going to copy on them all again. And so as you can imagine, <laughs> this doesn't make for a very happy person, right? does not make for a very happy person. So I lived my life then trying to make my parents happy because I was just convinced they didn't love me. Again, perceptions completely off. Completely off. Um, probably about the best thing that I did, really, was to have a geographic and come here <laughs> when I was like just over 20 years of age. Because when I came here, it was all of a sudden, it seemed to 
I remember just looking out and the sun seemed shining and you people seemed really nice to me. And I thought, oh, I don't have to be treated meanly anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. Of course, what was going on also was that um, I was still crazy, crazy in my head, crazy with my perceptions. I don't understand things again. I don't get things again. Finally, in the um, late 80s, I uh, went to an OA meeting in Claremont. And I went there, and I met this really nice person. And then this person agreed to sponsor me. Wow, and this was in the 80s, right? And so, um, immediately it started working. I started understanding things. Things became clear. And we got to the fourth step, right? Uh, Once again, it was my perceptions that got me in trouble again uh, because I thought this fourth step was kind of painful. I don't like this. I don't like school. This feels like school. I fail at school. I'm going to fail at this too. And uh, I'm going to audit the class, right? So what does this get me? Nothing. It gets me nothing. It gets me nowhere, you know. So I leave and, uh, you know, my life becomes unmanageable again. I go into a period... Uh, where I go through my suicidal period, if you will, you know, where I'm eating and I'm binging and I've turned to alcohol and I've also turned to marijuana and basically anything I can get my little freckled paws on, I am going at it, you know, because I'm kind of out of control. But I kind of have a method. I, I look kind of okay on the surface, but I'm barely, 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 barely showing up for life. Barely showing up for life. I could maybe put it together for a little bit, but I'd start falling apart again, and I'd have to closet myself off again. I'd have to hide again. I'd have to go into my, you know, apartment, and I'd have to lock the doors and get a bunch of food and turn on the TV and turn off the phone and turn off everything so I could go in again and have another binge with this. And then maybe, you know, we might have a chaser of alcohol or whatever like that, or if my little buddies from out of state could give me the marijuana, whatever, we'd go with that too. You know, it was a little happy merry-go-round. And all the time, I would have an upset tummy. The whole time, I'd have to go get the GI cocktail, right? More happiness. I'd start obsessing about suicide again. Good Lord, it was exhausting, really, is what all I can tell you, you know? It's like, you know, when you have all of that nonsense going on, all the bloody time, I mean... I used to, it was like all I could think about, right? It was crazy. Well, finally, I met a guy. A few of you know this man. Met him outside the rooms. And uh, he agreed to be my sponsor. And that was when I joined AA. And he was my sponsor all the way for 23 years till his death a few months ago. And uh, that man taught me so much, and he was a beautiful, beautiful man. You feel you knew him, Dan Fonte. I, I think I can say his last name now, that he's in his heavenly reward. Um, he, and so the suicidalness stopped, um, you know, and a lot of things stopped. But the food thing was still, it was still going on. It was crazy, you know. I couldn't stop it. And then finally, once again, I met a guy outside the rooms, uh, like, you know, and this guy brought me back into OA. 
once I agreed to work with him, once I agreed to join forces with him and just read this big blue book, right? Read this book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and just work with him, you know, all of a sudden the lights started to come on again. Now, I had to work the steps, of course, because what I realized was what comes up was that the pain of, of the life that I had been living, because I think we have these wounds. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have these wounds uh, because of the mistakes I made, because of my incorrect perceptions. And there was, I had to grieve over them, you know. And it did involve some outside help on this, you know. Uh, I had to do, you know, kind of a lot of work on this stuff. And, uh, but the beautiful thing was that I was beginning now to show up for life, you know. I, I, I was beginning to show up for life again. And there's fellas in this room that helped me a lot, like Roy over there that did so much for me and opened the big book to me and I'll forever be in your debt. And, uh, you know, and other folks I've known over the years like Michael and Avi and some of these other guys, great blokes, I love you guys, really helped me so much. Leslie, thank you. Everyone, you know. Um, but I, I'm really kind of like, I needed a lot of help with this. You know, and I just had to kind of learn some stuff, you know. So I guess, you know, what I wanted to say is that, you know, what my sponsor tells me now is that, you know, he would say to me, Mickey, you know, Mickey, you do the work, Mickey. You do the work. Do the work and give the worry over to God. Give the worry over to the higher power. You do the work. The higher power won't do the work for me. I do the work. You know, it upset me when I first heard that. But then when I do the work, you know, and then I, 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 give, I have to give the fear over. Oh, my God, all that terrible fear and all that drama that I was kind of addicted to as well. You know, and all that stuff. I had to give all that stuff over, right? And... The purpose of this, and ultimately working the steps, is so that the real kind of person can come out. The real person comes out, you know. And so I find today, what I found was that, you know, I'm actually kind of a happy person. You know, kind of very upbeat, you know. Uh, as you might have noticed, for those of you who come here, right? Good Lord, you, I'm going to try my best to make you feel welcome, you know. Uh, and... Uh, and so, today in my work, my coworkers do not know that I used to be a suicidal walk job. They don't know about this. They're like, oh, you're always so happy. You show up with a little smile, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> like if only you knew how it used to be for me. It used to be so dark. And that's what I want to say about program, is that it makes the life which was so dark and it turns it so sweet. It turns it so sweet. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And you notice, like, you know, and then with the food. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about food, right? Because we are Overeaters Anonymous. Good Lord. And what I have found in this program, oh my goodness, I've had to be so patient. I've had to be so patient. You know, look, sometimes people ask me, you know, what do I recommend? 
I really recommend, you know, patience is one of the big things here. I really, really, really do. You know, none of this namby-pomby leaving stuff, right? No, 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 because it just gets worse out there. Believe me, I've tried it. It's awful, right? It's terrible. No namby-pomby leaving. We stay, 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 you know. And then we have to find, for me, I had to find my own little path. And what worked, I found out, you know, at the age of 50, that I loved exercise. Who the hell would have thought, right? <laughs> and, oh, my God, I found that I like to lift the weights. What the heck is up with that, right? Oh, so, you know, so I had to get outside help with this and had to learn this. And, you know, then I have a trainer, uh, you know, and so now I have a trainer and I was seeing him once a week. And now I'm still kind of sneaky. I have to tell my wife because I just started seeing him twice a week, you know, and you still have work to do. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and I had gone really light. And then I was also working with a nutritionist with the food. And all foods were put in, and this led to a weight gain. So then I had to modify, which is going on right now. But see, it doesn't matter. We don't have to, like, freak out over all this stuff. So it's fine. So, you know, so then how, do I, how would I define abstinence? Well, I don't define it like a food plan. It's just, it's a gift that the higher power gives to me. That's it. It's a higher power. It's the gift that the higher power gives me because I ask the higher power, right? The food plan is just a plan. And it's just something that I make, whatever way I want to do, whatever program I want to run, you know, however I want to do it. For me, I get outside help, and I like that, you know. But everyone has to do their own thing. So for me, it's just like, it's just kind of like a little plan. It's just like as a contract with the higher power, if you will. That's it right there. That's it right there. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, um, and that's it. So, in other words, it doesn't have to be this big, complicated thing. You know, it does not have to be complicated for me at all, you know. Um, God, you know, I was just thinking about life today. I'm, like, so grateful today. I'm, like, so happy today. See, life is really kind of sweet to me today, you know? I'm 59 years old, and I have never felt happier in my life. I've never been stronger in my life. I've never felt better in my life, you know? See, that is the program. And also the other thing is like, you know, life with people gets nicer. Wow, you know, like what a concept, really. You know, I just find, you know, like these little things. You know, like if I say nice things to you, you know, you might like that. Wow. But I'm not doing that just to win you over. I'm saying this sincerely to you because I would rather be happy towards you than negative towards you. You know, because I think just as human beings, we all respond to love, right? You know, we respond to love and kindness. We want to be treated nicely. We want to be we want to be told that we're wonderful and we care about each other, right? And that we're wonderful, right? That's kind of what we want, I think, you know? And um, that's kind of like what I think I would like, you know? So, um, it just I just feel really, really, really grateful today. You know, it was just so nice, you know? So now when I go around 
whether I'm running or I'm walking, I've been off the running for a couple of weeks since I injured my calf a little bit, but I'm walking. But when I go around doing this and I see people out there on the streets, I'll wave at them, you know, I'll wave and I'll say hi and good morning. And I don't give a crap what they think or say. What people think about me is none of my bloody business, right? They think, God, what the hell is that nut job doing, right? I don't care because it gets me out of myself, right? It gets me out of myself. And I'm there and I'm walking. I may have the headphones on. And I don't give a crap like a 59-year-old with big-ass headphones listening to hip-hop and R&B. I don't care. I could care less what people think about that at your age, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's what is it that works for you and for me. And it gets me out of the self. It gets me out of the selfish self. Because the self, to me, is so selfish. And my perceptions are jacked up. So my perceptions are completely wrong. But in recovery now, when I come to work it, it's great. Because now my perception will always go to the positive. Right? Will always go to the positive. So it's like, oh... She looks nice today. Her hair is wonderful, right? You know, I like the clothes he's wearing. Oh, things look good. Oh, you got a new car. Isn't that wonderful? You know, but it just, it makes life sweet. You know what I mean? See, I would not, I would not have gotten this if I didn't have the program, you know? I don't get this. So I have gotten way, way more than... You know, I just feel I've gotten so much out of it. I've just got so much out of it. And my spiritual life, I love that stuff. Now, of course, I was raised in a religion like, you know, many of us were and all that sort of stuff, you know. And, uh, you know, which uh, was really meaningful and beautiful for a lot of people. But I found out in recovery, you know, and this was one of the things I was like all freaked out about. I found out I wasn't religious. I was spiritual, right? Okay, fine. Right, and then I had to get over myself with that, right? And so, so now what I do is, like, I, I love meditation. What the hell, you know? Like, like and, and my spiritual life is based around a couple of periods of meditation in the day. A couple of periods of 20 minutes, right? And it does, and again, there's no judgment. It doesn't matter if I fall asleep. It doesn't matter if my attention is wandering. It doesn't matter. It's all good. It's all gravy either way, right? It's all gravy. So, I think what I'm trying to say with all of this is find your way, right? Find any newcomers here. Find what the hell works for you, right? And find your way in, right? And then just start enjoying this, right? There's going to be some pain. We know this because, you know, when we go through the steps, we're going to find out some unpleasant things about ourselves, right? What are we going to find out, right? Oh, I'm going to find out that I was prideful and lustful, and jealous, and I was reverse pride, I wasn't good enough. All these naughty, dirty little things, you know, that we think, right? That's what we're going to find out, right? And then it's okay. It's going to get okay. It's going to get okay, and my life is going to get better and better and better. See, that's what my... um, Oh, my God, look at all this time I have left. That's what my uh, initial sponsor used to say to me. You know, the one that passed away, Dan. He would say to me, look, Mickey... You know, say, look, Mickey, if you just work these steps, if you stay with this, your life is going to get better and better and better. 
That's it. Our lives are going to get better and better and better. Um, I am completely drawing a blank right now. <laughs> and so I'm going to end this little shenanigans. Oh, another thing I want to say is that, um, you know, I have need help in all sorts of areas. And one of the, one of the other areas I've needed help in is in my sleep. Because I, I, uh, I was a chronic insomniac. And I was in fear and terror because when I was a kid in the dormitories in school, you know, other little boys would mess your bed and throw you out of bed and all that sort of stuff. I get kind of trauma about this, too. So there's a little sleepers program out there as well. There's no meetings for it yet. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I've worked the steps around that, too. It's really wonderful. So you can talk to me about that afterwards as well. But my feeling on this is I want to say to anybody that's here that's new or is new in the program, welcome, 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 welcome. Find your path. Find what works for you. Stay patient. Don't leave it. Don't isolate. But come on in and work the 12 steps. You'll be fine. We'll be right as rain. We'll get it all together. We'll be fine. We're going to stay together and do this thing. And life is going to be grand for us, okay? Thanks for letting me share. And uh, now we have time for a few questions. Heaven help us. Right. Okay, Avi. Hi, my name is Andy. Andy, sorry. Yeah, thank you, Nikki, so much. I should know that by now. I just want to ask you a quick question. <clears throat> you know, a lot of um, a lot of times, talk uh, <clears throat> psychologists were started because people felt that the one that they were in was going to be endangered if they didn't do something else. So my question to you is: um, Was uh, your insomnia did that did that endanger your OA program? So the question is: Did my insomnia endanger my OA prob? Uh, program? The answer to that is yes. Um, yes. Everything endangered my OA program, really. Um, insomnia messed up with it. Um, and, sorry, the, it did. It, it, you know, and I had to work that part of my life uh, a lot. I had to work the 12 steps around that. Um, and I had to make a lot of surrenders in that. Um, and I had to, uh, you know, and I had to make certain rules around food so that I could, I could sleep at night because the old me is someone that wants to stay awake all night long. I want to ruminate over stuff. I want to ruminate. I want to obsess. And so I had to, you know, and I have, and I'm doing this, you know, where, where I have to, um, you know, surrender a lot of this all over. So, yes, thank you. Yeah, it was, it has a big effect. But the, the thing is now that, you know, the recovery is sleeping better and uh, you know, just like our program just includes sleeping better and, and recovering better, which leads also to better food and better digestion and things like that. Okay. Yes. Depression. Um, do you have any thoughts on depression and and um, and, the, and the, the overeating addiction and what you know, what the chicken and the egg and what kind of <laughs> which the attack first? You want to go away? The question is, uh, what are my thoughts of compulsive overeating and depression? Yes. 
yes, um, I see them as uh, you know they may be hugely correlated, and each person is is different. Um, I I put it like this: Look, I love the program, so I need the program. Uh, to help me in all areas, whether it's depression or whatever it is. Depression, which may lead to my eating, to look at the causes. So to do that, then I may need the steps. And then, if I have the depression, then I'll get the outside help. And part, then, of what I have to do when I get outside help and in help in the rooms is that I have to accept the help. So, in other words, I don't get to go, well, I don't really like what you're saying. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my own thing. No, I don't get to do that, right? I get to go, okay, I need help with this. And I take the help. I accept the help. And I stay compliant with my sponsor and with, if it's a doctor or whatever, I stay compliant. The old me would never be compliant, you see. The, the program me is compliant, and it's also, the, the program me also surrenders. You know, the program me also surrenders to the higher power. And it is all given over to the higher power, if we will, if you will. Now, uh, for me personally, it's all given over, like my food, my sleep, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, spending, whatever it is. Those are all surrendered over to the higher power, in my, for me personally. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks again for the really appreciated it. And can you talk about what your kind of top weight was and, and what's a healthy weight for you now and sort of how you, whether or not you monitor that? Or Thank you. Uh, so the question was, what was my top weight? Uh, what is my weight now? And what is the proper weight for me? Yes, the top weight was north of 265 pounds. Round about now, um, I am about 230, and really I'd like to go to 200. Um, so um, the thing was, when I was, it depends though, I think, what one wants to do. I mean, if one wants to, you know, if you want to li lift weights, you're going to put on muscle. So you're not going to be 160, right? Or you're not going to be 120, you know, uh, if you're a girl or whatever. It just really depends what, what you want to do. Um, and so at one point I had uh, lowered down to about 177, that low, and then that was when I started, um, you know, uh, lifting the weights and everything like that. And right now, and then the proof of it was, was that my numbers, the medical numbers had to be okay. The medical numbers have been all good, you know. So now uh, I'd like to go down to about 200 and focus on it like that. And that's what, you know, the trainer uh, and uh, myself and my nutritionist and my sponsor and the program, that's where we're going. That's where we're going right now. And so I just stay patient. Try to stay patient and, you know, compliant with it. And, you know, and my experience has been, you know, yeah, it can be a little painful, you know, and when we put on weight and program, yeah, absolutely. You know, but we stick with it, you know. And I think that's part of the reason why I just say, let's just be patient with this. Let's just keep working with this, you know. We just keep working with it. And, uh, you know, and, and that's it. So probably, I, I would like, maybe 200, but we'll see how it goes. You know, we'll just see how it goes and and, uh, you know, and how the process continues. So, thank you.
Yes. Thank you, Nikki. Can you talk about now when you find your perception going negative and getting a little whacked? Thank you very much. So the question is then if I find my perception going negative, how do I rephrase it? So the way I would deal with that is if I have something that is not positive, it's negative. To me, uh, it will literally come to the fact that I will immediately have a realization. Is this positive? No. Okay. Therefore, to me, it cannot come from the higher power. Because to me, the higher power, for me personally, only wants what's best for me. Only wants me to be in a loving situation. So if I, so something from the higher power could be, you know, if it's something negative, well, you messed up, Nikki, you messed up on that. And I'll go, how long ago was that? Oh, it was 25 years ago. Oh, that's a load of bullshit right there. You know, that's a load of old bollocks right there. Is what I'll say. That's a load of crap, load of nonsense. Um, that is not from the higher power. Really, what would come from the higher power is, you know what? Aren't we doing okay today? Isn't life beautiful? Don't we love life? Isn't it wonderful that we're walking on the earth and that we're fellow little brothers and sisters and just kind of walking along and we're loving life and life is beautiful and the sun is shining or the rain is going, whatever, you know? See, to me, it's kind of like it's literally like that. And I will literally have to turn it around like with a couple of little statements. Because to me, if it's negative, that's not from the higher power. That's not from the higher power. Um, so that's kind of like what I do. And, you know, see if it works for you. All right. Yes? And um, how did you get to the point where you feel comfortable in your skin? Um, do you have experience of like, or know how you get rid of the body obsession with self-hatred? Yes. Um, how did I did I get to a point where I felt comfortable in my skin, and did I um, get rid of the body obsession? I would say that you know that there are times that 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 uh, the body obsession I will still feel that, and then what I have to do right away for me is I have to go to the higher power. You know, I have to immediately get rid of all that and go to the higher power because once again. To me, this is the selfish self and my negative perception coming on again. And it's like, you know, and I'll say something like, you know, thank you, God, for giving me my body. Thank you for giving me this physical vessel, you know, that I get to work with, this temple, if you will, that I get to work with today. And just, you know, would you let me to be patient? And in my mind, I'll go through a couple of things also is that, okay, is there something else going on? Because when I get body obsession, that's very emotional for me. And I'm wondering, is there something emotional going on? Did something hurt me? Did something get in my way? Did something, did I experience something emotional? Something like that. And then I'll give it over to the higher power. Another thing will be, of course, this is the sleep deal again. It, it'll be like, did I sleep okay last night? Did I get enough sleep? If I didn't get enough sleep, all bets are off. So I completely ignore that. Um, you know, but the first thing I do is I go right to the higher power with this. And just say a prayer and just let it go. Because once again, for me, it's my negative, negative uh, perception, which is not good. It doesn't help me. You know, so does it happen? Yes. Will it happen? Yes. 
Um, and I just go to the higher power with it. I just go, and, and then I surrender it. I do the process, and then I let go. Okay, thank you.